you, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. Hey, John. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with Aubrey Loveless. Danielle. Hey, you, damn guys. Hey. We got comic book time this week. Is it comic book time? Yes. Comic book time. Never heard of such a thing. This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends, and now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. First, we're going to read a comic, and then we'll well. We, we told you that we were going to read it. So we tell we tell you that you were going to read a thing, and then we're going to read it. And then we're going to talk about what we read, and then you're going to listen to us talk about what we read, and then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we talked about what we read. As a hey, damn guys, you're going to send us an email or a social media comment of some kind, and then we'll talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about what we read. And that's a book club, and that's friendship, John. Sometimes we also talk over movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We do. We talk over movies, and that's yes. friendship. Back to you, John. Thank you so much. That was excellent. Amazing job, as always. I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Yes. I want to shout out our good pal, Matt Strachbein, the letter hack. Matt Strachbein. The letter hack. Book, Book club, club member. member. And also simultaneous shout out for Mark Tweedell. Ooh. Mark Tweedell. Book club member also. Yes. yes. Um, they joined forces. I love it. Yes. I love it. I can't believe we haven't talked about this, but uh, Mark Tweedell was a guest on the Letter Hacks That's podcast. so cute. Or the YouTube show. Yes, and it was amazing. So unbelievably um, adorable. I watched this interview. It was it. incredible. I loved seeing Matt and Mark together. You know, uh, there's this ongoing so joke much. that Matt tells all these artists that he's friends, good friends with Mark <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and, and and I have to admit, like they mentioned our, they mentioned the podcast Aww. a couple times. You know, Sweet. the Hellboy Book Club and Friendship. and and this podcast. And I I really appreciate that. But also, the first time they talked was on the Hellboy Ooh, Book Club, that's sweet. and then now they have they were talking Friendship. together, and I just I was like that You're made me feel. You're connecting people all over the like, world, John. I feel like I know that Matt was a admirer of Mark already because of his Hell Notes and all his stuff from the Ooh. Hellboy universe. But like I, I feel like I helped bridge that a little bit. So yeah. anyway, that made me feel really good. It's so magical. When we said this was about friendship, we meant it. Yeah. We're that being was really for nice. real. We're being so for real. Yeah, that was really good. So yeah. it was an excellent interview. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I'll link it in the show notes. It's so sweet. I have uh, not checked it out yet only because I just have not had the time. It's really it's really good. I don't want to spoil anything of it because you should just go check it out. Really great job, guys. I really enjoyed that. Great job. Awesome show. Also, check out uh, Matt's other interviews. He does a lot of great interviews. He that's even true. did one with John that was really awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I also wanted to shout out Grim Wilkins. Grim Wilkins. Book club member. Yes. Writer of Miranda. Mm. Yes. uh, Miranda. The Miranda Kickstarter is going on right now. Uh, There's only a couple days left, and they haven't reached the goal. We need to get there. You know what I mean? It's freaking me out so bad, you guys. And if you want me to stop freaking out, please help. (laughs) You you two can help me to not freak out. This is amazing. It's, It's such a worthy project. And he's really doing something different and true and real, and it's just so refreshing. And please, please, please check it out. Yeah. Please. We already pledged, but then we kind of upped the tier a little bit, you know what I mean? To try to, like, yeah. I don't know, help boost it. Big Whatever time. you can do. I don't know. You know, if everybody Look, chipped in an extra X amount of dollars, Obviously, whatever, we totally you know. understand, like, you, you know, you got serious shit going on. We get it. We have obligations. I get it. You know, you've got the social media. Share it. Text it to somebody. Hey, I thought you might be interested in this. Something like that. It's so worthwhile. Yeah. So if you follow them, if you follow Grim Wilkins on social media, he's been sharing new pages from it. I mean, it looks incredible. So I really want this book to come out. So contribute to that Kickstarter if you can. Or share it. 
Yes, or share it. There you that's go. That's, a, that's a, a contribution. There will be a link for that in the show notes. All right, and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. From the feedback. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get out, yeah, so we have a voicemail from Robert Noonan. Wow, Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, this is a little long overdue. Robert actually sent it to us when we were talking to Wes. How dare you with on the Baltimore this show? From us. And I just and I fucked up. Mm, I fucked up. I had a fuck up. up where I forgot to put it in the show notes. And if I didn't put it in the show notes, then I I'm not gonna remember that it's First there. off, how dare you? I know. So I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to our book club members. I apologize you to should. Robert. But you here it apologize. is. Hey, you damn guys. Robert Newnham. Right. Now that it's been announced, I can safely talk about this. Michael Stackpole is coming to Legends Con. He wrote five of the ten X-Wing novels and the Time comic series, as well as I, Jedi, companion novel to the Jedi Academy trilogy, notable for being one of the only Star Wars books written from a first-person perspective. It's a really good book. And the Dark Tide duology part of the epic 19-book New Jedi Order series. Also Union, the miniseries where Luke got married. While I'm on this subject, I do want to add that you're under absolutely no obligation to cover blood ties on the podcast if you'd rather not. That being said, if you're up for it, I'll look forward to hearing what you think about it. Oh man, I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> We're so, going to do it now. I don't know if you've heard, but Hellboy Web of Weird is being released on the 4th of October. Ah. Sorry, hope you don't mind me bringing this up on the wrong podcast. No, that's great. I've included a link to the game's page on Steam. I really hope it's good. I'll if the comics here. acknowledge it in some way, shape, or form, even better. Here's the synopsis. Built in 1962 by occultist Pascal <laughs> Denevo, the Butterfly House is more than a mere residence. It's a gateway. Built upon occult lay energies, its strange angles and non-Euclidean geometries were designed with a singular foul purpose in mind to open doorways into a terrible and fascinating dimension called the weird. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, after your response last week, I was curious as to how old I actually sound, so I asked one of my friends who said I sound like a man in his 30s from the 1930s. <laughs> anyway, hope you enjoy Baltimore. Oh my goodness gracious. That was awesome. That was, that was amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. Robert Newnham. Robert Newnham, book, book club, club member. member. Yes. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, and so like Michael Stackpole, he is like one of the best writers in the Star Wars legend. He's like him and Timothy Zahn are just like the best. Okay. I, I love him. Excellent. <laughs> well, very much. I would love to go to that Legends Con. I mean, it seems like it'd be so much fun. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm glad yeah. they're getting like some really good people uh at this event. Hopefully it's a good turnout. That's excellent. And we know Robert Noonan will be there. We know Robert Noonan will be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to say I loved the the lilting, slightly bemused <laughs> kind of tone to that one. That was fun. It was Having really good. fun feeling it. Thank you so that. much, yeah, Robert. Very good Hope stuff. Hope to hear from you again soon. We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. My yes. goodness gracious. Christopher said, regarding Star Wars comics, he said, did someone say Star Wars comics? Mm. <laughs> and he shared his bookshelf, and there's like a whole like a whole row that is just Star the Wars new, comics. The new stuff, yeah. Right on. Yeah, he said, the new expanded canon is so much better than I expected it to be. It really is. Yeah, mm. what little stuff I've read of that has been really good. Okay. 
Um, regarding our discussion of Miranda. Ooh, I'm so Ooh. excited. Miranda by Grim Wilkins. Grim Wilkins. Um, did you want to talk about the trade at all? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, where... we haven't even shown Aubrey that. I was yeah. going to say, where is it? John actually gifted me this beautiful trade, which I was, it's an incredible gift. And Grim Wilkins took it upon himself to do a full page sketch i mean this is gorgeous oh my gosh this, this is great beautiful line yeah. art it is like it's an entire page of line art it is so gorgeous and i treasure it with all of my heart yeah we'll Sincerely. be sharing it on our yeah, social media just incredible and so i am i was blown away by that thank you so so much that's truly just a, what a tremendous wow gift. i mean it's beautiful it's, it's really beautiful and <laughs> i just really appreciated your time and effort on that this made such a wonderful gift and little cattails at the bottom. I love that. You love cattails. I love it. I love it. And I just love that she's in the word bubble and it's this big weird thing that's saying the word bubble. I just love it. And I just, this is amazing. It's so close to my heart, this book. Um, it's one of the most incredible things I've ever beheld. And so, yes. again, please, if you can support it, please do. Just gorgeous and lovely. And so we'll be sharing um, the sketch that I got online. And yeah, this is gorgeous. I yeah. can't stop admiring awesome. it. I love it. Thank you. I love that book. We heard from Andrew Craddock. Andrew Craddock. Book club member. He said, hey, you damn guys. Really glad you covered this story. And shout out to Ross for suggesting it. Ross Radke. Mm, book club member. Yeah. Ross Radke, book club member. There's a link to him in the show notes. Check out his web Expanding minds. Yes. Check out his webtoon, web Spandex. Recently, there was an Easter egg that the we saw. The Only Beast t-shirt. Yeah. There was I a, loved that. That was really cool. That was cool. fantastic. And I just want to say that that font is... It has been recycled with permission from Mike Mignola. Oh, that's nice. dripped on through. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. really good. He did nice. that. We actually got permission from him to use it for the band. Not to sell anything, but just to use it as like online stuff. And so uh, Ross Radke put that as a t-shirt, which we've never sold as a yeah. t-shirt, by the way. So that's just only in comic form. It's a special comic t-shirt. Really cool. Anyway, we appreciate the support. From everybody, we love you. Yes. Go check out Spandex. See if you can find it. See if you can find that Easter egg. It's mm. really cool. Back to Andrew Craddock. He said, I read Miranda digitally, and then I immediately backed the Kickstarter. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. awesome. He said, I agree it gives off a feel of a Miyazaki story mm. with the fantasy elements and certain influences in the style. I also fell in love with the silent storytelling. It creates a sort of ambiance and forces you to focus on the art in order to decipher what is happening. It forced me to slow down and appreciate it visually. Thanks for throwing it in my direction. Really great. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, Ross, for pointing yes. to that. <laughs> we also heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. <clears throat> he said, great recommendation from Ross Radke. I'm late to listening, but I needed time to read, sit on it, then read it again. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like how Mark does things. I really like that. Um, That's why he's Mark Tweedell. In Miranda, there are a bunch of panels where they reference other artists. We were trying to figure out what this one was. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Remember, because it just the has signature. a symbol, right? Mark was wondering if we followed up on that. Uh, so Ross asked Grimm himself. Mm. It's oh, wow. it's Yoshida Hiroshi. Cool. Ross added book club member mystery solved. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Thank you awesome. so much. That's wonderful. Uh Hiroshi Yoshida is a 20th century Japanese painter and woodblock printmaker. Very special to me specifically. Um my passion is printmaking and so I'm very much um obviously not <laughs> as 
adept at woodblock printing as I'd like to be, but it is very fun and cool, and that is awesome. He is regarded as one of the greatest artists of the Shinhanga style and is noted especially for his landscape prints. Yes. Amazing. Mm. Beautiful. Gorgeous. If you look at any of those prints, they look like that page from Miranda where it's like kind of like the horizontal, you know what I mean? It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I follow a lot of those types of accounts online just to see stuff like that and his stuff pops up. Every once in a while, so that's really cool. We were talking about that scene in Spider-Man where he gets trapped under all the things. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, how, sure. How comfortable yeah, yeah. that made me. Mark said right. he felt the same way. Mm. That's effective filmmaking, no, it's supposed though. to make you, you know upset. I mean? Yeah. It's supposed to make you upset. Well, it's good acting as well. I would say oh, it's mostly yeah. the Holland acting, probably. Really yeah. <laughs> he said on the topic of what we do in the shadows, I assume you're watching Wellington Paranormal, right? I don't know I don't, what that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. What is that? Well, I don't know. We'll Tell us. look at that. Elaborate. I have no idea. Elaborate. Wellington. I, I refuse to Google it. So the only information <laughs> I'll receive on that is from you. Go. Okay. Elaborate. I'm not going to Google anything anymore. I want to have conversations <laughs> with people. People are like, Google it. Fucking. I put, I'm trying to talk to you. <laughs> we don't have conversations anymore about yeah. stuff. Fucking tell me then. Well, I will. I'll look it up. Yeah. I haven't had a chance. No, to you look don't it up. look it up. Okay. They have to tell me. <laughs> About it. Mark mm. said, it always surprises me when Daniel points out that she's a Dracula. Mm. Somehow I always forget, like I'm under the influence of some kind of glamour. Anyway, what was I talking about? Great episode <laughs> as always. Awesome. Well, <laughs> well it's very simple. I've Regarding just, I've Dracula... I've suck your blood, so it's very simple. <laughs> Regarding Dracula's... Regarding Dracula's... That's a great way to open this conversation, oh, yeah. John. Regarding Dracula, if you could just open up every conversation with me like that, I would pay way more attention. Just like walk to up to you at work say. and be like, regarding, regarding Dracula's. Dracula's. <laughs> we got a hey damn guys from Hesnor. Hey Noah. I need to see a scene. Book I'm not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> Book club member. I need to see a scene of an early 2000s vampire party mansion with quick cuts. I can't read the whole thing like this. With quick cuts, strobing lights, extreme zooms, and a booming electronic score with dozens of sexy vampires drinking blood and dancing. While Danielle is sitting on a crowded couch, annoyed and trying desperately to get through her 500 years of backlogged blood email. <laughs> Guys, seriously, I know we're all Draculas here and everything. Can you just please? I got No, I gotta get through these blood emails. Can you shut the fuck up? I'm blood emailing. Jeez, I bet Frankenstein's don't have this problem. <laughs> Excellent dialogue, by the way. Speaking of underworld, the fourth one is uh, okay. It's not. Uh, we absolutely could not oh, fucking pay attention to that goddamn movie. I was gonna save it for to what you save see, our what fucking say, lives. Like... We're gonna talk about it for what do you see, what do you okay, say? But yeah. yeah. That was so, continuing with what Hayden Orr has to say about it. Still entertaining and has a Hulk werewolf in it. But the fifth one, it's just very bad all around. See, and you were like, should we watch the next one? I was like, no, I'm done. Uh, oh. And you were like, what if it's makes a comeback? And I was like, no, oh, no, I'm done. So here we go with this. I trust Hayden Orr. I trust him. But so he has something else to say. So he's continuing. He said that the fifth one was bad all around, but then says, what we do in the shadows, Laszlo Cravensworth is the goat. I have to agree with you, yes. Hidenor. I have to agree. Are you watching that show, Aubrey? Not yet. Every single line delivery by Matt Berry He's is really a good. treasure. Yeah. I love him with my life. 
the group chat I and my podcast co-hosts are in has all our nicknames set to Laszlo quotes. And I'm currently <laughs> in a D&D game where I'm playing... I'm a dumb fair monk and during each session i only speak in a mad berry inflection and accent good for you awesome. really good. yes yes we love it we love it also speaking of muppets who's y'all's favorite muppets mine are probably tied between pepe the king prawn love it sweetums love it oh, yeah. and animal love a muppet wow so yeah. let's pause with what Hayden Orr has to say and answer that question. What are some Muppet? So I guess the question he's asking is if you could meet. Okay, yeah. A Muppet or several Muppets, who would you meet? I got to go with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I got to go with Animal, Janice, Dr. Yeah. Teeth, the whole gang. Obviously, this is besides Kermit. I feel like this is besides Kermit. Right, who right. would you meet? Because Kermit is kind of a given. You want to meet Kermit. Yeah. After you've met Kermit, who are you meeting? Sweetums is not a bad choice. Sweetums I is like great. I like Sweetums a lot. Animal, Dr. Teeth, all of them. The band, for sure. I'd want to do a number with the band. I'd want to rock out and do a song with the band. <laughs> okay, well, I was taking it as who was my favorite because... Okay, uh, who's your fave? It always was been Fozzie ever since I was a little kid. Aww. Somebody gave me a Fozzie the Bear toy as a kid. Yeah. And I just love that thing. Uh, you and Fozzie would be friends? Yeah. I would love that for you. And I, I remember like that. I remember always feeling bad for him because I thought he was hilarious no, and everybody kidding. else was all like, he's no. just doing those bad jokes. He's a sweetie pot. <laughs> waka waka. Fozzie. No, you love awesome. Fozzie. I love Fozzie. Uh, waka waka. But I mean, I guess other ones, I mean, I mean, obviously Kermit. Like obviously Kermit. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay, but besides if, if Kermit. We're gonna, if we're going to talk yeah. about meeting them, also definitely want to meet Fozzie and Miss Piggy and yeah. all that. But okay, Scooter. wait, are you glossing over Miss Piggy? No, no, I just think Miss Piggy's a badass. She's a badass, isn't she? <laughs> uh, then Scooter. Scooter, uh, yes. yeah. Ralph. Scooter. Ralph, for sure. Oh, Ralph but it would be Fozzie one. and Ralph. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would be together. Of course, the band. The band, for sure. Yeah. I would want to uh, do a number with the band. Yeah. I would want to hang out with the band. I, I'd want to go, like, eat food at the Swedish Chef <laughs> <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> hang out with Beaker. <laughs> Girl, Man, okay, I John. love the Muppets. Yeah, I have to say Animal yeah, just Sam, because sure. that's like one. But you would have to do the drum off with Animal. Oh, I would love to do Obviously. that. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be my dream would be to I do something that. like that. I have like the old Animal puppet oh, from yeah. the 70s, you know, the, the one that came out that you could buy in stores and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it's I've always been cute, a big fan guys. of that it's character. Very cute, you guys. Super cute. Other than like Animal. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be the one. Other than the band. Other than jamming okay. with the band. But uh, I also given. I also have a soft spot for Gonzo. Oh, I love Gonzo. When I was when I was little, that's what I wanted was mm -hmm. a Gonzo. Or you know, I don't know if this counts as a Muppet. Grover. Grover's absolutely a Muppet. What do you mean it doesn't count as a yeah. Muppet? He's a Muppet. Well, he was on Sesame Street. But Grover's absolutely a Muppet. He was like, hanging out with Kermit. Super Grover was. I was Amazing. all about that. I was. That was my favorite thing. That was my favorite thing whenever that was on Sesame Street with Super Grover. Oh, man. If we're going to Sesame Street, then I definitely want to meet Big Bird and Snuffleupagus. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then we'll swing over to Fraggle Rock. I can hang out with the Fraggles. <laughs> Eat some of those doozer constructions. Well, look, if it's any always, Henson yeah. creation, I mean, that goes pretty deep. Henson was doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I, I loved all that stuff. I mean, like, Henson did the Ninja Turtles. He did work on that movie. Yeah. Uh, right before he died. Yeah. Did y'all ever used to watch the Muppet Baby cartoon? Yeah. The and, Muppet um, Babies? That, I was, was like the prime age yeah. for that. Okay. And we actually, th to be honest, like I always say like, you know, what's your first concert? To be honest, my first concert was that. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Where, so you know, they have like a live show where there's people walking around with the giant oh, heads and all that so stuff. Cute. 
And they're coming through the crowd or whatever. Baby concert. Concert for babies. And we were in the aisle, too. Oh, my gosh. So, like, they come right down the thing or whatever. Awesome. You know what I mean? They come Cute. out into the crowd and they're all like, whatever. Oh and you have you memories know. of this. I do. Wow. I do. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yes, I did watch that. Yeah, That's I did amazing. watch that. I was a big fan of that. I was also a big fan of that. Um, I remember they did like a whole uh, reenactment of Star Wars with the Muppets in that Muppet Baby cartoon. Did they? Yeah, it was great. I think I remember that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Wow. You huh. can't, I can't get it anywhere. You like, would well, think it would be on Disney Plus. Piracy is that. a moral good. Yeah, there you go. In this day and age. So, um, let's continue with what Hayden Orr had to say. Wait, one more question. Okay. What was your favorite? Uh, Muppet movie off the top of your head, <gasps> Great Muppet Caper. Oh yeah, oh, that's such a tough one. I like um the oh. the what's the Broadway one? Um, oh, the Muppets, Muppets Take, Man- Take Manhattan. Manhattan. Yes, that's 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 a, my that's favorite. Classic because that it has, still makes me cry. When it the makes song me cry too. At the end Look starts, at me, here I am, yeah, right where I belong. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. I see that face coming back to me, like an old familiar song. What better place that, that is that is sweet as far as like hitting the heartstrings. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you as far as like that just has such a big emotional impact still to this day. As far as like when I was a kid, what I would put on would be Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, you Tim love that Curry. One. Yes. <laughs> I like when he was be he would be like, This is my only number. <laughs> such a ham. I love him. Anyway, that's a good one. And um obviously there was some problematic you know islander people stuff in there but that's bad but um aside from that it was fun okay muppet christmas carol with michael kane who insisted he was like if i'm gonna do this movie i'm gonna play it straight yes and i'm gonna play it straight. and they were like yeah that's how you do it that's how right. we want you to do it you know what i mean like yeah so michael kane in that sure that's a great one i mean too. amazing yeah. incredible yeah I-, I saw this meme once where it said like Michael Caine played the Muppet Christmas Carol like he was actually working with regular yeah. actors. I mean, that's how you and do Tim it. And Tim Curry played the Treasure Island like he was an actual Muppet. Like he was a Muppet. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's got to be one or the other for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Good um, stuff. But like, I, I used to watch the Great Muppet Caper yeah. <laughs> all the time on TV. And then I went and saw the, I remember seeing the Muppets take Manhattan in the theater. So, so good. Both of those are my favorite. Those two are my favorite. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many good ones. And I would say, like, can you imagine though, you're on set. The Muppets are like it's. It would be so difficult. I'd be like, it's Kermit. It's yeah, Kermit. I'd be yeah. so like, starstruck. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. I'd be like, I'm just starstruck. I can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, it's Doctor. It's fucking. It's the Electric Man, man. How can you even fucking? You know. Yeah. It would be difficult to do anything. Hayden Orr, amazing questions. Good discussion. Thank you. Yeah. Good discussion. Anyways, he says Ben Stenbeck is so great for horror stories with gory scenes in them. I wouldn't know. His character style is so, I don't even know, is je ne sais quoi. Uh, he has a slightly more cartoony style of character, especially in panels that have the characters farther away, but they still feel three-dimensional. They still feel, to me at least, like they've got lots of big red and pink guts and bones inside of them. Oh my goodness. So that when they get eaten by Big Werewolf, it doesn't just feel like a drawing. It feels more like a practical effect yes, in a movie. That's a good way to describe it. Interesting. That is interesting. I'm sure that's a huge compliment to the artist as well. If I ever meet him, I'm going to tell him he draws great guts. <laughs> nice. It's probably a huge compliment, yeah. I would imagine. If I, was an, if I were an artist that specialized in that and heard someone say that, that would be a, a huge honor. 
Yeah. And uh, so he says, oh, also, John, there's a 2015 movie called Howl that has some pretty cool practical werewolves in it. It's not the most amazing movie, but it is entertaining. I'd recommend it. Yeah, I was trying to see if that's in my list of werewolf movies that I watched last year. No, I didn't see that one. I saw The Howling. So he hasn't seen it, but he's going to watch it, obviously. Yes, And he's going to call me in for the cool parts and then tell me to cover my eyes and ears for the (laughs) horrible parts. And that's fine. And that's called... Yeah, being in a book club. So then Jerry Turnbull says, Matt Berry's finest show is Toast of London. Can't recommend it highly enough. Is that how he said it? Yeah. Yeah. And and then Drew Campbell said, that's another one I haven't watched. There are too many things to watch slash read and not nearly enough hours in the day to get to them. And Jerry Turnbull said, Drew, make the time. You will not regret it. And if they ever have Igor Bromhead in a movie, Barry's the only guy to play him amazing. That's a great casting Ooh, right there. Ooh, I love Igor that. Igor Bromhead, like, Matt Barry as, like, a giant lizard man at the end or whatever. <laughs> whatever he becomes at the end of... Uh, <laughs> would be incredible. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. And Drew Campbell said, Matt Barry is freaking hilarious. But unfortunately, I haven't watched What We Do in the Shadows yet. Uh, you are doing yourself you a disservice. You and Aubrey need to get on that. The first thing I ever saw him in was Garth. Marenghi's Dark Place. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. He put a link to it in the okay, show notes. Okay, Yeah, so... I, I, or his he work... put a link to it in the comment, and I'll put it in the show notes. His he put work... a link to just show notes. <laughs> he put it in there. He has access to it yes, somehow. Um, I should just Friendship. give him access to it. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is just chef's kiss. So it's far, it's like the best show S-tier. that we're watching right now. Incredible it's Matt really Berry. Good. Amazing. Regarding our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle discussion from last week, yeah, we last heard week, from he Andrew Craddock. Andrew Craddock. Book club member or... Uh, Goodness gracious. He said, hey, you damn guys. Thank you for bringing me all the way back. Imagine picturing me in a TMT Halloween costume, pajamas with headband, fanny pack, stuff with weapons, sleeping bag, etc. A et what? <laughs> a what? <sighs> a fanny pack. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wow. I am Donatello Raff in everyday life, if I'm honest, but totally Mikey Leo when I'm in my art classroom. Nice. As a teacher, you have to fake it till you make it work for the kids sometimes. Mm. I, I totally, okay. yeah, I okay. have to do a lot of that too. Go big, hype it up, and be excited when you're not. But the awesome thing about my job is a lot of time when I'm a little worn out, worn down by stupid ass politics, my students get me so pumped, Aww. and I get into crazy character mode, and it is a cycle. That's any, sweet. anywho, you all rock. That's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Thank you, Andrew. That's so cool. Love that. Yeah, I love Wonderful. anywho. Also, let's anywho. bring back anywho. anywho. I love that. You can. I mean, you can. You can say it if you'd like. We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan, book club member. Mm-hmm. Couldn't sleep, so just stayed up watching TMNT with three friends. Great commentary. Had a lot of fun watching it uh, again. Awesome. TMNT? Because that was a good movie. Although, the animated one? Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, he's talking yeah. about Sevens, watching it with the commentary. Mako. But that is a good one. That yes. one is a good one, yeah. yeah. I rewatch it every every few years, and it really does hold up. It's really good. It's a flick that every single frame is imprinted on my soul. I was also a huge fan of the 80s cartoon, but it's a pretty tough watch now. Yeah, no, I can't watch it. I also had all the toys growing up, a slew of figures, the van, various other vehicles, the Technodrome, sewer playset, etc. Oh, wow. fancy. Wow, fancy nice. with the Technodrome? Shit. Very much. Fuck, bro. You were the rich kid whose house i went over to to play the toys that's fun uh very much beloved and still in my parents attic i really should go take all that out what the fuck bro along with the countless other things that could either have a second life with my offspring or go on to ebay 
Anyway, love this movie. The sequels hold fond memories, but that's about it. And I dare say this forever, but the IDW series is my favorite iteration. It is a perfect blend of all the best elements of 40 years of TMNT material. Mutant Mayhem rules, but I already knew that. Like me, you won't love this version of Splinter or his backstory. It's my only complaint about this movie. Anyway, time to sleep, and I'm always sorry to whoever has to read my run on pods. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he gave past... us a heart and turtle emoji. That's very oh, there sweet. You go. I can't get past the fact that you say, I got a techno drum in my parents' attic. Like, <laughs> sir, sir. We had the sewer playset, but, and then we had like a bunch of the vehicles, but I don't think we ever had the techno drum. But one of the coolest things was, I think I talked about this during the commentary, was the Krang android body. Yeah, yes. you did you know talk I mean? about that. And so you my, did. my brother had that, and it was the coolest thing. And the, then, I feel like the bond with your brother is mostly built on this fucking <laughs> and then he, Krang boy. figure. And then he gave it to me, and so now I have it. So anyway, I love that thing. That's, so That's one of the coolest toys. It's very sweet. Uh, we also heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Yes. Book club member. It was fun to revisit this one. I haven't done the rewatch yet, but I listened to the commentary. There's a version of this movie that lives in my head when I was 10, watching it on VHS, that I'm reluctant to disturb. Ooh. Ooh, I completely understand that. Yeah. Never. I'll always disturb it. <laughs> Regarding the which turtle are you thing, Mark said, I'd be Raphael and Donatello. Love that. I don't have a grain of Raph's attitude or stubbornness. But I like my own company, and I do most things alone. Okay. The Donatello aspects, I think, are pretty obvious. Mm, (laughs) He's a big nerd. Love that for you. We also heard from Matthew Nugent. Matthew Matthew Nugent? Nugent, Book club member. Yeah. Book club member. Yeah. He responded to Mark. He said, "Have have you read much of the comics? I'm thoroughly enjoying TMNT The Last Ronin at the moment. That's really okay. good. I've heard a I lot of good that. things. Yeah. About it's really good. And then they did a backup series called The Lost Years, and that is really good too. You would think like, ah, oh, now they're just like, no, I'll do Lost Years. I'll do that. It. it was really good. Yeah, this is saying it doesn't matter if it's a, it's if it's, it's a, well written. It's not milky. If it's yeah. well written and it looks good, then it's <laughs> then it's good. Yeah. Matthew also said it's hard to reconcile the original Eastman and Laird run with what the movies adapted it to. Sure, well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, things evolve. Well, they were kind of like mashing up the cartoon yeah, I mean, and the comic at the same time. It's a different fucking yeah. thing. And it's okay to separate those things and be like, I appreciate these things for what they are separately. That's okay to do. Yeah. And Mark said he hadn't read a lot of the comics. He said as a kid, he was confused as why it wasn't like the cartoon. Oh, I see. Because it is different. Right, yeah. It's weird also. Sure, yeah. There's like yeah. Yeah. I was an adult when I like, came across the comics stuff. and I was like, oh, this is very different. He said, uh, I should probably make that a priority. We should. We should maybe talk about some of the uh, TMNT early stuff. Like the original stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Should we like the first issue and then read the first issue of the Archie comic and compare them? Uh, (laughs) That would be fun. um, I'm kidding. (laughs) We also heard from Benny Decker. Benny Decker. Book club member. He said, I'm Leonardo as the leader of my family and as a teacher, but mostly I'm Michelangelo in attitude and sense of humor. Amazing. Awesome. Leo and Mikey combo? Incredible. Really good. That's fun. People really love this. I love uh, these like Raph, Donnie, Leo, Mikey combos. That's fun. That's really good. Now I'm passing it back over to you. Oh my goodness. It's a wall of text and that only means one thing. (laughs) It's a Hey Damn Guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. Totally radical turtle You teenage mutant ninja damn guys. <laughs> Firstly, 
Is it just me or is there something comfortable? as there's something comforting about movies with elaborate puppet practical effects yes. characters and big dark sets. Oh yeah. That's what it is. So cozy. So cozy. Beyond the nostalgia factor, there's a cozy feeling I get. I hadn't even read that. We are same wavelength brother. <laughs> cozy feeling I get when I watch something with a dude in a puppeted costume in a dark or poorly lit set. Thank yeah. you. It's not poorly lit by the way. It's, it's, it's well lit. But I don't like the day for night shit that all of the fucking, it's just a big green goddamn room and they add all the CGI, everything is the background and then it's all gray and like really weird, like it's all blurry and gray. Fuck all that. If it's practical and well lit, but it's dark, it's still well lit, it's just dark. Anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just, I need more practical effects like Splinter, in my life. Like Splinter, he's all wet and dark. He's all wet and I don't, <laughs> sad. I can I just, I don't have enough enrichment in my fucking enclosure. Okay, we got to stop with the fucking CGI green screen stuff. I can't do it anymore. We need some wet, sad puppets. I need some sad, wet puppets, please. (laughs) Haydenor continues. If I could, I'd live in a big warehouse that I've populated with Muppets, puppets, and animatronics. Nice. Oh, same. Secondly, have any of you watched the 2000 revival of TNT? That's what got me hooked into the Turtles to begin with. It was one of those kid shows that got unexpectedly dark at times, like turning Baxter Stockman into a, probably too gory and rotting for a kid's show, cyborg zombie instead of a fly guy and also making you think a certain character got straight up beheaded before pulling a sneaky that changed their whole lore for that show that's interesting it was great it also introduced a henchman for shredder named hun that got carried over into the idw comics that tied into the backstory for that version of casey jones Mm. oh wow okay everyone's been talking about the idw comics maybe that's what we should look at yeah After being so into that cartoon, I eventually watched all three of the original movies and absolutely loved them. Mm. Well, the first two anyways. If I had to pick a combo of... If I had... Here we go. If I had to pick a combo of two turtles to represent myself, I guess it'd probably be Mikey and Raph because I'm dumb and also stupid. Same. Same. Uh, But if I had to pick one of them that I'd probably really get along with, it would be Donnie. Yeah, absolutely. But the Donnie-Leo combo, I guess that's what... Makes it such a good couple then. Uh, he seems like he's not too goofy, not overly serious, just a chill bruv. True. He's a chill bruv. If you haven't checked them out, you should definitely read the IDW comics. They're really well written and have some great art as well. And they incorporate a lot of disparate continuities into one big rich new world of Teenage Mutants and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> also, they make Bebop and Rocksteady incredibly menacing. Ooh. See, I like them when they're just goofy. Yeah, though no, I, I like them to be goofy. I do know some of the stuff that happens with that comic, and there is like some pretty messed up stuff that See, they do. See, I like yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady being super good. Bebop and Rocksteady being goofy. Also, the TMNT Meet Batman animated movie from a couple years ago is great as well. What? I haven't seen that. I have not seen it. I knew what there was the a comic. What the fuck are you talking about? That sounds amazing. I, I knew there was a comic. I didn't yeah, know they made it into a movie. We need to watch that. Wow. Yeah. There's a scene where some foot grunts get straight up murdered by the turtle's manhole cover launcher. <laughs> Which is what would happen if you fired manhole cover out of a sewer built railgun device. That's true. Oh my god, yes. That's if true. one of those things hit you, you would die. You would no, be you dead. Shit. You'd be paced. Also, I gotta mention how fucking cool some of the specialty action figures are. They've had four different 
universal monstrous crossover figure sets what and they're all rad as absolute hell and there's a fan-made slasher crossover figure series that i wish were real that i'll post pics from wow mikey myers donnie kruger half <laughs> Voorhees, leatherface leo yeah these look amazing this yeah those so I, amazing. I, I, I wish I these those. were real so there are four different universal monster crossover figure sets and they're rad as absolute hell we have to look these up Oh yeah, no, I've see seen these. these. So they're really cool. Um, I think um, Raphael is the Frankenstein, Mikey is the Mummy, uh, Donatello is the Invisible Man, and Leonardo is. Uh, he said there were he's four like the different hunchback. ones. He said there were four different ones. And they also have one where like April is Bride of Frankenstein. Okay, well we got to check this out. Yeah. We'll check oh, this out cool. later. We'll I get back those. to. We'll yeah. post it. John will they're post cool. this on the Instagram. So there are some replies to this, obviously. Drew Campbell says... Drew know, Campbell, book club member. The original, member. the original TMNT action figure line is a legit one of the absolute best toy lines ever made. Hayden Orr replied, so many amazing figures. Nick has been putting out some incredible turtle figures recently. So everyone's just talking about turtle yeah, figures yeah. at this point. It's just like merch and stuff. Yes, I That's love where you merch lose and me. stuff. I know. Here, this, John is psyched about merch. I'm I don't just, have I a, I, I don't have a lot of... About um, merch. Ninja Turtle figures. Like, I used to have, like, all no. of them. I used to have all of them. You have quite uh, a few I, Ninja I've, Turtles I've resisted figures. buying. Mm-hmm. I've resisted buying a bunch of them. But I have some of the original figures. You've got Raph in the trench coat, which is great. Well, those are the NECA figures. That's the, yeah. And you've those got... Those are nice. the ones that... And they're so Casey Jones though. in the thing. So there was a Raph Casey Jones double pack. And yeah. so I bought that. Because yeah. it has both of them in there. Um, that's but one those, of my favorite those are two of your favorite yeah, guys and, and yeah. I only have a couple figures from the original line I have Usagi Ojimbo like I mentioned last time that was my mm, favorite figure when I was a love kid that character. I also have Casey Jones I have Michelangelo and I have one of the Triceratons mm. um, when I was little you know we went to the comic book store to get Ninja Turtle comics and then they're all weird yeah and fucked up sure <laughs> And one of the first comics that I got had those Triceratons in there. You know, there's like a bunch of them. In the cartoon, it was just one guy. And uh, I was really excited when that figure came out. Welcome you know? to the party, pal. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> awesome. And I always, I was like, man, I want to get a bunch of these so it can be like sure. a comic where there's just like a ton of these guys. But anyway, that never happened. But I have one of them. That's one of my favorite figures of all time. Anyway. I was going to say, regarding the, the 2000 Revival series, I've seen parts of it, but not all of it. But I do know that, like, I remember when it was coming out, everybody was saying it was, like, one of the best iterations of the turtle at the time. Right on. Thank you so much, Hayden. We also heard from E. Burrinson. E. Burrinson. Book club member. They said, I'm surprised you didn't mention the parallel origins of TMNT and Daredevil. Oh, um, oh, well, I yeah. figured we, we didn't have to yeah. mention it, though. I, I kind of figured we didn't have to talk no, about this because everybody already knew this, but go ahead. We were talking about this the other day, like, yeah. while um, while this young boy is like, ah, oh, I can't see. Like, they're like, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, pizza, my, my parents pizza. are dead, and I fucking, I was blinded by this goon. He's like, yeah, man, our dad's a rat. Yeah. <laughs> our dad's a fucking rat, and we got, like superpowers or like human size now it's pretty sweet yeah i mean they yeah. definitely got We're ninjas. he trained there. us in ninjutsu by the way also yeah we forgot to add we forgot to add that part would you like some pizza they would say 
Yeah, but there are tons of parallels. Matt Murdock would say, thank you, please. I'd yeah. love a slice. Splinter and stick. Yeah. All yeah. those types of things. Everybody oh, yeah. Well, they say yeah. stick and splinter would be having a glare off yeah. of some kind. <laughs> splinter would be like, dude, chill out. Yeah, absolutely. He said, um, speaking of Daredevil, Danielle's size can be lethal in the right hands. And Ooh. so he linked, a, he linked an image by Frank Miller and Klaus Johnson from Daredevil 181 where Bullseye kills Elektra with her size. You know, uh, that comes... Sure. I mean, yeah. If a... you shoved any object into any person's body hard enough and had yeah. super strength, that would kill them. I agree. But hers Under are... these circumstances. But hers are... In the okay. comic, are they sharp? I think okay. they're sharpened. So yeah. if you turned a blunt ob- object into a sharp object, yeah, you could stab someone with it. I don't think he has super strength. But he has super... Um, What is it fucking called? Uh, exacto powers. What is it? Where he's bullseye powers. Yeah, he's got the thing where he knows how to throw a thing exactly right and then hits it yeah. exactly right. But I, I guess I just mean someone's got samurai swords and the other person has a sword breaker. They're diametrically opposed. It's an interesting concept. But then you put the guy with the sword breakers against the guy that's not fighting with swords and it becomes less interesting. He's got to fight with ninjutsu at that point. He's got to be like doing other okay. stuff, right? Yeah. Which he does. He turns them inward and does more punches and elbows and oh, kicks yeah, and yeah. things. Yeah. Yes, you could stab someone with a <laughs> blunt object and it still would hurt. Okay. Yes, that's true. We also heard from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club member. He said, man, I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid, but it's probably been at least 20 to 25 years since the last time I watched it. I've forgotten most of the details, but the penicillin on your pizza line has always stuck with me. <laughs> As well as Raph yelling, damn. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> I guess cussing in a kid's movie was bound to make an impression. Mm. As did Sam Rockwell saying regular or menthol. Yeah. Although I don't know if I ever knew that was him after I became familiar with him as an actor. Really? I guess if you asked me what two turtles I am, I would say Donatello and Michelangelo. Love that. I always made good grades in school and mm. I have a science degree and I have a very laid back and goofy personality. Love that for you. I don't know if I could choose a favorite action figure, but for some reason I always had a fascination with Rat King. I Ooh. also loved Casey Jones and Mutagent Man. Oh, yeah. I always yeah. loved toys that had a clear shell and you could see the insides of. Nice. We had all those figures. We but, had Rat yeah. King. Rat King was a great figure. Rat King's a great figure. Yeah. Um, Casey Jones, obviously, I have one of those. And then the Mutagent Man, like we had that one. And I think like... I don't know, we dropped it off the roof or something like that, or I don't know what we did to it, but it, it, it cracked the, the inside, and all the goo came out, Ooh. and then, so it was just like the little plastic parts floating in there, and we were like, man, we want to get these out, so I think like we broke it open to get like the little, the little guts out or whatever. Anyway, today that would be a YouTube channel or some shit like that, right? you know what I mean? Break open the Ninja Turtle. We didn't do it on... This was years after. I'm not saying the like we did this I'm, immediately. <laughs> it was like it was already broken to begin with. Anyway, Mutagen Man was a great. Who do I figure. call about this? <laughs> <laughs> he also said, since we're telling stories about brothers getting okay. hit in the head. <laughs> okay. okay. One time, I was on my older brother's pogo ball, and he wanted. What me is to- that? Pogo it's, ball. It's like a ball with a platform that you jump up and down. Okay, okay. thank you, Aubrey. He said, and he wanted me to get off. I didn't want to, and he went to grab me. So I hit him in the face with the Hulkmania dumbbell I was holding. (laughs) 
Then he wiped the blood on my shorts and I got mad. Amazing. Brotherly love. Incredible. There you go. So good. Yeah. He also said, as a drummer myself, I would definitely be down for a book club drum collab project. Ooh. Amazing. There you go. Amazing. So we got Drew Campbell. Mm, on we board. got Ross. We got Wes's kid. Let's do it. <laughs> and Let's me. Do it. That's it, man. We'll do it. We got to do it. Awesome. Um, we had some more Baltimore feedback, but I think I'm going to save that for the next time we have Wes on right for the on. Baltimore I episode. I think that's a good call. So now we can move on to our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? Yes. What about you, Aubrey? It's been a while. So we We've had the commentary last week. So Okay, so we're almost finished with Inuasha. Uh, so we're still watching that. It's really good. Okay, so we went and stayed in a hotel for our anniversary this past fun. weekend. Yeah. So fun. Happy anniversary. We, we caught this movie. Uh, it's an old um, Robin Wayne's film called Cadillac Man uh, that also has April O'Neil in it. Oh, oh right. Fun. The yeah. same actress. Judith uh, Hogue or something like that. Yeah, and then, so it's like Robin Wayne's and Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins like takes everybody hostage in a car dealership, and Robin Wayne's is a car salesman uh, slash womanizer. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very much a product of its time, but it's sure. got like Lori Petty's in it, and oh, oh I fun. love her nice. Tang Girl. Uh, Fran, uh, Fran Dressler's in it. Uh, before like a couple of years before the nanny came out, right? So it's just you know a dumb fun movie. But I've been reading Mouse uh, by Art Spiegelman. Oh wow, oh, nice. Heavy. It's so good, but it is so heavy. I yeah. can only read like a little bit, and yeah. then I have to put it down. It's rough. And then I'll pick up again, but it's just like. And all of a sudden, like we read something, and then it's like, and then I had that skill that was good for me when I was in Auschwitz. And I was like, no, nope, putting the book down, putting it down. Yeah. Uh, but highly recommend everybody reading that book. It's so good. I checked it out from the local library. For sure. Nice. Nice. That's Support great. your local library. Support your local libraries. Yes, I read that in high school, and I don't know that I've revisited it since then. They've recently um, cratered the fucking library system in Texas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you so, can still get a copy of it. Yeah. Well, I got it from the public library yeah there you go <laughs> uh but yeah so i've been doing that and that's been um that's been heavy what have you guys been underworlded <laughs> no, oh yeah no. so we <laughs> we watched uh john was like do you want to watch the next one i was like absolutely not well I'm we not watched underworld watch 4 awakening bad um, so bad it was like it's really bad you're watching the first three and you're kind of having fun with yeah. it and you think you're watching a bad movie but you're not watching not... a bad movie you think I mean, they're, you, they're they are no, bad, but, but they're not, not bad in the sense that you're not enjoying yourself. This is, this is a different level of bad. Because we so uh, we will talk through these movies, right? So we're talking the whole time, and we're having a great time, and we're just riffing. And so the fucking the fourth movie comes up, and we're thinking it's going to be a similar experience. No. Yeah, it was all no, weird and just it was just bad. It was really boring and the, the third dire. movie they go out of their way to be like, Oh, the lichens and you've gotta yeah. be really sympathetic towards these characters and you got they have their own whole inner world. And then the fourth movie they're like, They're disgusting. They're just creatures and we hate them and they're gross and you should also hate them and not be sympathetic to them. It's such whiplash. Yeah, it really it's is. It's just really odd. Watch them back to and back the decisions like of like the scenes are like, Okay, She's just doing a long, boring sequence, and then it just goes nowhere for no reason, and why did she even do it when she could have done a different thing, and it doesn't make sense, and it's just like, there's just no anything. And there's a child in the plot that I immediately am like, I'm going to hate this. She was the part I hated least. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was <laughs> so weird, and I just couldn't reconcile with any of it. 
At, at one point, you were like, so we're just going to power through this, huh? Uh, yeah, I was like, can we turn this off? You were like, are we doing this? And are I'm we like, really doing I this? I was like, let's just watch this. I couldn't believe you it. left it on. I was, in, I was like, I'm out. I like left the room. I couldn't do it. Anyway, it was yeah, bad. That one was bad. I remember at, right after y'all told me that, I looked up the, the fifth movie on Wikipedia and looked at the reception, it is at the lowest scoring it one of all the real movies. Nice. Oh, no. We haven't watched that <laughs> yet. I'm not going to watch it. We've been hesitant to. I'm not going to. Because... He was like, should we put the next one on? I was like, absolutely not. I want to watch it. I just wanted... I, we've already seen four of them. No, not going to do it. That that's, See, that's a sunk cost fallacy. I'm not going <laughs> to fucking do it. I'm not doing it. Really good. I was ready to bail on that movie halfway through. I, was like, I think I saw the fourth one in the theater, and I really don't remember uh, anything about it except for the kid. I probably would have left. Being in part of the plot, and didn't the humans know that they were vampires? I don't know or care. Oh right, and the I don't humans know, or know care. that they're vampires. Spoilers Can't for Underwater Awakening. <laughs> anyway, we watched uh, one movie that you were telling me you were like, "Hey, I watched this movie, Bones and All." Oh, okay. So <laughs> by Luca. Wait, so <laughs> so I'm I'm looking for something to put on, and I'm scrolling through, and there's a description of this movie and i'm like oh this looks good and it's like uh two people on the edge of society find love in a you know an unexpected way and it's they're trying to reckon with the fact that they're in love amongst a background of all of this turmoil and they're moving through the countryside and blah 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 and all this i'm like oh that seems interesting (laughs) they're cannibals they're fucking cannibals they fucking eat people and uh wasn't expecting it, but it was so good that I had to keep watching it. And so I watched that entire fucking movie because it was so engaging. This is in stark contrast to the last thing we just talked about where I was ready to just bail. Right. It If the performances, the performance was so good. The, I mean, excellently shot the cinematography and the direction and just the performances every it was amazing and so and the the, the score is so good anyway it was just it's so Trent Reznor, right? the score is incredible so Ooh, it was nice. so good that i was like okay despite the fact that this is so fucked i will watch this all the way through it was amazing basically they're grappling with generational trauma and it's cannibalism and it's great and you will love it it's amazing and sure did i have to uh close my eyes for some of the scenes maybe but the, it's really good and it's worth watching if you can stomach it if you can't totally understand also the lighthouse um john told me to once i got to the scene where uh he turns on the faucet and the goop comes out to just press the scene forward button not the fast forward but the scene forward chapter so, skip chapter skip yeah and i did and i understand that i didn't have to watch the thing to understand what actually happened and i got it yeah. i got the gist of it and um incredible performances amazing cinematography just the lighting and the fucking the framing of it and the the everything is just so incredible it's an incredible film robert eggers amazing beautiful gorgeous chef's kiss <clears throat> Yeah. Incredible, amazing. Sim- yeah. Symbolism. You had told me symbolism. that um, you told me that you had watched Bones and all, and then I watched it independent of you. Yes, yeah. And I was just like, I later I was like, man, that movie was fucked up. Yeah, it's like, fucked up. It's it was, great. It's great. It's a great. Uh, it, 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 it was ode to generation. You know, I had to. I looked away at a, at a, sure. a couple points as yeah. well because it's just very intense at times. There's like some uh, Trent Reznor stuff in there that's really yeah, good. It's yeah, really good. in the score. Yeah, nice. Where, uh, where's it on? Uh, we saw it on Amazon. Again, okay. this is a thing that, like, watching it separately, I think, 
we gained more out of it because we both of those movies we watched separately. I watched one first and oh, told yeah. you to watch it, and then you watched The Lighthouse told me to watch it, and yeah. I watched it. And so we had separate experiences, but I think when we came together and then talked about it, similar, we got similar stuff yeah, yeah. out of it, like all the, you know, symbology. Yeah, those are the pretty symbology much, of it. Those are pretty much all my what do you see, what do you say. But yeah. I also have been rereading Battle Angel Alita. Awesome. Oh, that's right. I manga. catch you with those books around the house. I'm like, oh, you're rereading the yeah. Battle Angel. That's fun. I read like volumes one through five in like two days. You did. Nice. You tore through really those good. books. Yeah. Those are by Yukito Kishiro. So I'm I'm uh, wrapped up in that again. Going back and like reading through all that and then watching the movie again, like yeah. it really is interesting. Like some of the choices that they decided. Because I make. was asking, I was like, how much of this is the roller skating? Okay, yeah. And so I was like, how much of it in the? And you were so like, it's a lot. It's I a was, lot of it. I was actually. in the middle of volume three, <laughs> and pretty much all of volume three is two big races. It's fun. And, oh wow! And you're going through the entire thing. It's kind of like neat because I was telling Danielle that. There's a whole section where it teaches you the rules of motorball. Right. And then it shows you the map of it. And it shows you all the different sections have different labels. So then as they're going through it, it's like, now they're going into the tubes of whatever. You know what I mean? And you know what it is because you've seen the map of it. Anyway, it's uh, it's pretty fun. You know what I mean? But it's a it, it has all those tropes of those old manga comics where they over-explain everything that's happening. Sure. And, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But it's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. It's really good. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. So we had a lot of listener feedback this week. The feedback was overflowing. Thanks, everybody, for the... Which is fun. We love it. Yeah, oh, thanks, we really everyone, do. for all the reception. That was a lot of fun. So we may have a shorter book club discussion this week. We were originally going to discuss a couple issues of Silver Surfer. This week, we're going to discuss Silver Surfer issue 7. This was published on October 2016, written by Dan Slott and Mike Alred. Art by Mike Alred and colors by Laura Alred. Letters by Joe Sambino. I like how in the cover you can clearly see. I'd love it's that. It's a good it's gag so good. that you can see um, the reflection of Silver Surfer's cards in his forehead. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> reflective. I think that's really cute. Nice. We also see Mephisto in the background. And know. the oh, Grandmaster. Yeah, the Grandmaster. Oh, the Grandmaster's back there too. The, uh, the Grandmaster. Yeah, really good. That's fun. Chosen by Galactus to be his herald and imbued with the power cosmic, Norin Rad from the planet Zen-La became the Silver Surfer. Now freed from his servitude to the World Eater, the Silver Surfer travels the spaceways on a mission of heroism and discovery. Born to a couple of very nice people in the small town of Anchor Bay, <laughs> Massachusetts, a young girl in love with her hometown grew up to be Don Greenwood, co-manager of the Greenwood Inn, that is, until she was kidnapped by aliens. Together, the Silver Surfer and Don conquered cosmic villainy, and Don chose to accompany the Surfer on his space adventures. On a recent visit to Earth, the Surfer reunited Don with her estranged mother who had turned her back on the family when Dawn was a child. But it wasn't a happy reunion. The surfer clashed with a mysterious new enemy, and when Dawn was caught in the crossfire, her mother walked away instead of providing Dawn with a life-saving blood transfusion. That's fucked up. Yeah, that was it really was. sad. Dawn was able to receive the transfusion from her twin sister. 
healed of her physical scars, but not her emotional ones. Dawn fled with the surfer back into space, leaving Norin Rad to wonder whether he was doing more harm to his companion than good. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I was looking back. It's been seven episodes so far. This yeah. is the eighth episode. So it's good to have a nice recap of everything that's been going on. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot. A lot has happened. Well, I actually read the last issue before I started reading this yeah. again. And I still love that line at the end of the last issue where he's all like, come on, Don, your dad has pressed meat into a loaf and and destroyed potatoes. <laughs> Mashed them up good. So we open on the crossroads of Carnes Nine. That time we risked it all. Can you imagine though being like, here's a salad, and you hand Norn Rat a salad. It's like, oh, a salad. I know what this is. And yeah. he eats it. And then you go, okay, here's potato salad. The opposite of salad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Delicious. And then but also baffling. Salad. Yes, but also baffling. Amazing. Anyway, sorry. So the time we risked it all. Yes. Where to next, surfer Don asks. Show me something cool. Don't I always, Don Greenwood? We get a really nice double splash Don page. Don Greenwood. Um, I love all the, I love as like the surfer scans all the nearby areas, the different panels, the different shapes in there. It's really nice. I like that he uses her full name, like Colin Robinson. Yeah. So we see the... But he's scanning, yeah, with the surfer vision. We the see power like a lava planet and vision. then we see like a Kree skull war place the bloodborne nebulae and yeah dinosphere z dinosphere z there's a bunch of dinosaurs a meteor overrun by ever evolving omnisaurs and he's like ah this world looks the most promising here we go dawn asks what's so special about it you tell me the surfer says and he pushes dawn off the surfboard Whoa. <laughs> she falls to the ground and Bounces right back up. It's so good. It's a trampoline world. Would you like this? Do you like a trampoline jumping around? Fuck yeah. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I am very quickly out of breath on a trampoline. Okay. Well, I would think it partly to do with gravity on this planet. Maybe. Oh, okay. That yeah, would be fun. Maybe. If it was less gravity, maybe that would be fun. But, it also might be a little bit scary. But this, this I've look got on the, the asthma. Surfer. I would need my puffer and everything. <laughs> But I love the way the super, the surfer just jumps off in like a cannonball. Yeah, it's very oh, cute. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose also if you didn't have to avoid the sides, like if you weren't super scared of these very dangerous springs. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, of. if the whole thing is just a big. You don't have to worry about yeah. bumping into anything. Hard. If I didn't yeah. have to worry about that, that would be very fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you would fall and be able to relax on a very cushy, bouncy yeah, surface. Yeah. That would be cool. I love the name of this planet. It's a Bumpalumpalus Minor. <laughs> the bouncy planet. What's Bumpalumpalus Major? That would be maybe too much. Oh, too much bouncy. Too much to handle. When Don says it's the best planet ever, the surfer says that logically there will always be something better. Prove it, oh, Don responds. And so we get all these fun planets, right? Puppy, bunny, kitten planet. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds so cute. Very cute. I like when he's like, to the board. Am I proceeding correctly with her? <laughs> and the board is making like the little heart, Thanks. heart hands. So and he's like, thank you, board. Asking his board for like, how's it going? How's it going well? <laughs> that, that strikes me as a very like almost tweeny YA kind of okay. show. Did yeah. you ever see those shows? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? It's kind of very like, how's it going on the big date? <laughs> with the, you know what I mean? That's super cute. That's good. It is cute. I like they go to the forest of naturally occurring cotton candy. 
That sounds Amazing. pretty fun. Yeah. Do you like cotton candy? Are you a fan of that? I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah. It's too sweet. It's good. It's, it's like a pure sugar. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little too sweet. <sighs> and so we get the surfer and Don. They're having fun with playing a ball game. Remember on Frankenstein New World, we were talking yes. about a, a classic ball game. Doesn't yeah. matter what alien, what race That's you are, true. you like a ball game. That's true. And they're having a ball game with clack. the clack clacks. Clack clack. <laughs> what are the rules? Only one to have fun. Amazing. <laughs> But then... So an adult Clack Clack comes to retrieve her kids from the space playground. And Dawn realizes that the surfer is taking her to only safe places. But the... So the parent says, all right, enough of that now. Time to go home. (laughs) When the aliens that she was interacting with were only saying, Clack Clack. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, wait, wait. It's basically the equivalent of Goo Goo Gaga. He's like, Ba Ba Boo Boo. This is the nursery world. Mama Mama Moo Moo. And so like, she's like, wait, these are babies. She's collecting her babies. She's like, oh, don't worry. We'll come back tomorrow. And they're all upset that they have to leave the ball pit. They're literal babies. She's like, you took me to a baby world. This is a nursery. I like how she's like, those were alien babies. And he's trying to hide in the ball pit. But but you like babies? (laughs) The surfer admits that he wanted to stop hurting her and explains how he ruined her hometown, opened old wounds, and put her life in danger. I like how she addresses the board. She's like, did you know about yeah. this? And the board's just like, <laughs> Bouncy planet, puppies, cotton yeah. candy, daycare. Yeah, but you had fun, though. I'm not a baby. You can't treat me like a baby, a fragile baby. And you can't truly be an equal in your relationship if one of them is... You know, if one of you right. is saying you're a little fragile baby and the other one's yeah. like, I can handle it. And so, it, you know, they have to come to terms with this idea of he feels like he's constantly putting her in danger and, and, and right. causing her harm. And she's like, but we have to deal with this head on and address it. We can't avoid it by you treating me like, you know, because we're not equals. Then. Yeah. And I think that's a yeah. really interesting concept. Well, I like I think that she sweet. tells him, yeah. you know, I knew the risk of doing this. Yeah. I think that she's like, you know, look, I'm with you. And, and when she says you. that, uh, when she says that, she's reaching up for him. Too. Yeah. I really like that. Um, that is sweet. He pulls her onto to me. You want risk, Earth girl? Fine. To me, my board. Amazing. And they fly off. <laughs> well, I like her. If you keep playing it safe because of me, then why are we even doing this? Right. What's the fucking yeah. point? I love that. I think that's very sweet. And he's immediately on board. He takes her at her word. Yeah. And that's very sweet. Like you said, she's reaching for him. In a very cute little... Yeah. She's still... I like that. I think it's, she's like, don't treat me like a kid. Yeah. But also, help me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet. We see this spectral version of a man. Mm, who is it? You made the wrong choice, he says to himself. I've been watching the two of you for such a long time. This path will lead to nothing but heartbreak. Mm. What? What is it? Do you know what it is? Sorry that you have relationship issues, bro. Okay. The surfer gives Don some fancy new digs and leads her to this giant golden door floating in some space. Some cosmic threads, some Kirby crackle Yeah, threads. what do you think about that? I would... She's like, but now I feel a little overdressed for a night in front of a giant floating door. But it's the door into something, clearly. Something fancy. An entirely different reality. I'm sorry. I love her Kirby Crackle fashion. Amazing. Amazing. Backless Kirby Crackle dress? Sign me up. They enter the Casino Cosmico. Okay. Okay. 
a literal dimension of gambling and games of chance. I don't know about this. Okay, what do you feel about the... Drink gets, gets you double. <laughs> Fizzbin splits the pot. Can't win if you don't play. How do you feel about a casino, Aubrey? <laughs> oh, I've been to a casino before. I mean... Okay. It, I mean... I don't like to spend a lot of time there, but I went there a couple of times. I've been to a couple, a couple of them, and I've had fun while I was there. Okay. But I only took what I was willing to lose. Sure. So you, you, you were know, like, yeah. look, I'm going to spend 100 bucks on this night. Yeah. On the night. I, it's You're spending 100 bucks on going to a place, yeah. and that's it. And you're set with your, like, mm-hmm. your, what's it called? Your budget there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's also, That makes sense. It's also funny because, like, there, there are no windows. There are no clocks. Yep. They give you yeah. free drinks. Okay. Uh, everybody smokes in there, so you're like weird w- walking around in an ashtray. <sighs> but when we were um, driving my brother to, to to Georgia on the way back, we stopped at the one casino that had the no smoking rule. Amazing. Oh, nice. We didn't do that on purpose. It just happened to work out that way, and it was yeah. great. I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know if I could be trapped in a room with everyone smoking. I read this. Um, I read this really interesting article. It's hard to determine if articles are worthy, like if they're peer sure, reviewed or not. Yeah. Um, but it referenced a bunch of different articles that kind of led along the lines okay. of, like, even though when you're losing, you're still, you're still getting the dopamine oh, or whatever. Sure. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like the, that. Well, that's the fucked up shit about gambling. That like, as long as you're engaging in it you know what i mean like it's like that's part of that gambling addiction and yeah. stuff like right. that you know? yeah but it, it, it was really, really interesting. Be tough for anyway. some people i think there was one point like i should have just stopped because right. i was sure up, and then that's how I they get you. stop, and then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, well. The house always yeah. wins. That's yeah. how they get that's you. That's how they do it. So I'm from both sides of my family, Lake Charles, Louisiana. So whenever people find this out, sometimes they will say, oh, so the casinos. I'm like, no, that's tourist shit that ruined my fucking hometown. Absolutely not. So I've never been in a casino. Oh, okay. Because I regard them as being like foreign fucking invasion. It's horrifying to me. The concept of it sounds so gross yeah. and weird. So I've never been inside of one because it sounds like nothing I would enjoy is there. And if I'm spending money, I want to know what I'm spending it on kind of a right. thing. And so I don't know because some of that stuff just seems like, here, throw some money and then what? Something might happen or it might not. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. And so, But if you're playing a game like poker, that actually takes skill, I feel. Yeah, kind yeah. of. And so... I could see that if you're like skilled at it and or if you're watching people who are yeah. skilled at it, that might be entertaining, something like that. Or if you're seeing like a big show, you know, something like that. I think that would be interesting, like a magician or a singer. Yeah, yeah. I can see like going to a casino to see something, but I just like the concept of going into a casino and like pulling a lever or like rolling a thing or whatever just seems so like weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I've never really wanted to do it. I guess, and I can't, I don't know. It's just weird. I, can, I feel like I, playing an actual game would be fun. Yeah. Like a yeah. card game would be fun. But I, the rest of it seems weird. I, I'm kind of on that same page. I've never really been to one. Yeah. And I just don't really know I any of the games. I don't know any of the games either. You don't so need like, to. It's I not fun. Really, I don't really know how to play cards. It doesn't that's, seem that's like not fun. not a skill that I ever acquired. No. So um, I don't know. I'm just not we really We played cards. No. So I learned how to play various card games as a very young yeah. child in my family. We would play lots of card games. So I can do that, but it's like, do you really want to spend that money on that? If I'm spending a couple hundred bucks, I'm going to spend it on something yeah. else that I know I'm getting a thing right. proportionate to. Like I know for a fact I'm getting 
proportionately the value that right, I right. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sure. yeah. I don't know. I'm not a well, gambler, I guess, is what I'm saying. And, and like I said, like the, t- the the first time I ever went, we went with a couple of friends, and we had j- all worked at the same place. We just got bonuses, and so we we're like, right, uh, sure. You're so I had for the, in the town. Yeah, yeah. So it was just absolutely. You know, it was just a thing. Yeah. But I, I don't really care for slots. We were playing uh, this card game called Pie Gal, which I'd never heard of before, and I got pretty. I don't know. I figured it out. Sure. Uh, sure. Ask me how to play it now to be like, there's something to do with a card. <laughs> and then we, and then you know, I, I, got, I was playing some blackjack and I got up, and then that's when I should have left. And I should have sure. just got up. And yeah. Right. But you know, but once you're kind of in it and you're just like playing it, betting on stuff just never yeah. appealed to me. It just always seemed like, why would you do it? Just take that money and literally spend it on anything, anything. else. Yeah. Anything yeah. else. Get a thing that you're already that you know. Yeah, you're getting some quality art supplies or but, some yeah. sort of. I'm it's such yeah. a nerdy thing to say, but you know what I mean. Yeah, a like, nice book, a nice book, gardening stuff. Yes. I don't know, whatever. Go see a movie. Invest in something. Invest yeah. in your. Yeah, go see a movie. Go like you know, buy Cinema. a nice meal. Like I don't know, I would spend it on good food before anything else. I would go to a really nice restaurant and get some yeah. delicious food. So it's not something that I I said I will. Look, I got no. You know, I totally. But, but yeah. you know. I would do it again, but sure. I have no desire to. I have no itch to go do it again. Right, right. right. You're not like, I gotta go do this. <laughs> but yeah. the surfer and Don, they go and ready to party. But before they can decide what to play, the surfer is like, "Wait, there's something I must see." One of my oldest foes is over there. One of I my love, oldest foes. I, I, I love this. Like he can't help but be like, "Oh, I gotta see what's going on with this fucking asshole." You know what I mean? Like he's like, "Oh, I gotta see what's happening over here." You know what I mean? Like he can't help it. He gets pulled. It's like into one the of my oldest foes is over there, and she's like, "Is that? Is that the devil? Is that the devil?" Also, her jewelry is Kirby Crackle. Oh, that's that's nice. great. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Yes." He just straight up says, "Yes." <laughs> And In a way. Also, his name is Mephisto, a fiddle of gold against your soul. Oh man, I, yeah, I love good that stuff. Song. It's so terrible. Yeah. it's it. real bad. So there's a couple and references dumb here. Also, um, the first is that Mephisto's first appearance is in Silver Surfer number three from 1968. Amazing. Okay. So their rivalry goes way or back. The OG. Yeah. Yeah. This is obviously a reference to The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. Is it? Does yeah. he have a, a fiddle of gold, John? Yeah. A fiddle of gold against your souls is a better than you. And he <laughs> says, oh, there's one born every minute. And there's a, and a purple alien with a Swiss German accent. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when after Mephisto does his thing with his golden fiddle, then this other guy he busts out with like four fiddles. He's got all these different <laughs> arms. It's really good. He goes, uh, uh, "Sorry, friend, you haven't got a prayer. One prayer, no. My kind never has one of anything." <laughs> He's got like eight arms. He's got several dicks. Oh man, that's the joke. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, but I like this. He beats Mephisto. He plays a better song. He does. Everyone likes it. Because he's literally got like four different He's classically trained in playing four fiddles at once. Mm -hmm. Astounding. A revelation. Genius. Mephisto's like, all right, I lost my golden fiddle. He lost it. How many of those do you think he has? I don't know. He, I mean. He's probably got a shitload. Does he have a bunch of them? Does he lose them all? Does he lose them way more than he doesn't lose them, I guess? I I think like. Every instance I've ever heard. He loses. Of him. Doing this is he loses. Right, right. He's addicted to losing golden fiddles. 
but the Silver Surfer thinks this is hilarious. Oh, yeah, he is. He's, he's like, got a pumped. full full on gut laugh going yeah. on there. <laughs> he's like, "Great galaxies, that was good." And he snorts as he's laughing. Um, but it also, uh, but Dawn also says it too. She's like, "The devil can lose here," you know. So it kind like, of, oh, yeah. oh, it yeah. kind of sets this precedent, you know what I mean, yeah. of, of of what's going on in this place. I also like, had to mention. Are you game? Um, I also had to mention. Um, uh, Charlie Daniels himself, he said that the song may have come from an old poem called The Mountain Whipple Will. Sure. Or How Hillbilly Just Won the Great Fiddler's Prize that Stephen Vincent Benet wrote in 1925. Um, he said he had a copy of it in high school. So I actually went down this rabbit hole and yeah. I read that poem. Yeah. And it was really good. It was really amazing. Well, a lot it was, of songs uh, are about invoke old heroes. Yeah. Of, and of it was your... like a similar type of thing. Sure. Anyway, it was a cool story. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm surprised someone hasn't made this into a movie or a little animated thing or totally. something. Anyway, uh, it was cool. Speaking of The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Primus does a really good cover, and the music video that Primus did was fucking hilarious. I loved it's it. It's all stop motion and everything. It's all like, yeah, yeah claymation yeah. or whatever. I love that video. I thought that was so cool. Thanks for bringing that up. So Don Greenwood's in. She's in, man. Yeah. She's all in. So we cut to security footage. Or something like that. Um, it's a security room, and it's the Grandmaster's office. The Grandmaster. If you could uh, read his lines <laughs> like this, I really appreciate that. And he's got an assistant. He's like a purple worm guy. I love purple worm guy. And a nice vest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He alerts him to the surfer and Don's presence. The surfer, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Yes. Start them off with a small line of credit lead them to the easy tables let them get a taste of winning and one more thing provide them with complimentary libations the stronger the better that was perfect amazing i really love that so Uh, double starburst yeah it's inside that one they're pointing to a bunch of stuff spin it again yeah you know, they're doing all kinds of wacky games. One of them looks like uh, Price is Right back here. Oh, it right. really does, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> the set of The Price is Right. And her Kirby Crackle dress, it looks like it's getting more and more crackledy. Right, yeah. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but that's fun. So we see Dawn. She's had a few herself, right? She's had a few, she's, yeah. Some, she's on like she's on like a winning some high. Fairy you know? drinks, some lovely lavender. I love the glass. Fairy drinks, it's gorgeous. The space glass, it's really is nice. Really cool. Yeah, it looks like it's designed by who's it designed by? Snipple Snort. Okay. <laughs> like how she's like, uh, Norrin, I lost all my chips and I bet my shoes, but I won this space hat, so I'm up. Yeah. <laughs> Surfer, where'd you go? The drunk logic of like, well, yeah. technically I won because I got this space hat. And the surfer is on a high too, right? Oh, <laughs> so, I'm up too. He looks so weird. He looks so cute. <laughs> He's no longer Silver Surfer, no longer. He's now the Golden Surfer. Golden Surfer. Amazing. Yeah. Toomey's digging it. You can tell. And she's like, ah, show off. Okay. So who wants to play me? Just at anything. Right. She turns so, around and just at anything. So there's this blobby man. <laughs> and it wants to roll for precious little things. Sure. All right. And so they do this thing, right? And so what she finds out These is non-Euclidean that dice. Is, uh, oh, right. Those are really cool. But what she finds out is that a precious little thing is a precious memory. So she wins the role and he's like, yeah, you win the precious little thing. And she's like, what am I seeing right now? Look, Blobby, we have girl. Ah, 
so pretty. She has your flobs. <laughs> and she's like, this is in my head that I'm seeing now. She's yeah, like, yes. That's you... so weird, right? So the being that she's playing against, yes, you won a precious memory. Birth of my first daughter. How dare you bet that? Right. Are you kidding me wow. with this? And she's like, I don't want that. <laughs> right? Rude, he says. <laughs> she's like, wait, what would have happened if I'd lost? <laughs> I would have your memory of something you calls first Christmas. What is happening? Wow. So she's like, mm, that's it. That's it. That's where she draws the I'm line out. at. She says like, I'm out of here. Let's go. She grabs go. Norn and she I've says, we have to get out of here. This place is too weird. But Norn can't leave. He has to win back his board. Are you kidding me? You bet to me, Don exclaims. We learned it was like a car bet, right? Basically, they it was like a pink slip. That's and... not a car. That's part of you. <laughs> no. That would uh, be like... He's like, that's not a car. That's our friend. Uh, yeah, that's like if... <laughs> that's like if... If you bet your car and I yeah. bet Aubrey, right, you right. can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do it. There's no, that's not equivalent. Yeah, no, your car is way nicer than me. Uh. <laughs> no. Our friendship is worth more than a car, Aubrey. I know, but a, you got a nice car. <laughs> so she, so she's like, nice. Toomey, are you okay? And Toomey's pissed. Right. Don really wants to win Toomey back, so she starts betting. And she doesn't really understand the stakes. Toomey is a part of the surfer. So she loses the ability to see the color red. Wow. And they do it in such an interesting way. They take the red tones out of just her character. Right. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Her lipstick and everything. And her right? dress and everything. Yeah. Soon the surfer loses all his letter Bs. And, and he's colorblind. <laughs> The Grandmaster approaches. So I did want to talk about the Grandmaster. His first appearance is in Avengers 69. Nice. Nice. From October 1969. Nice. Nice. (laughs) He's one of the elders of the universe. And so he tells the surfer, if he plays him, he can win everything back. He tells the surfer that he can choose any game he wants. And the surfer's like, very well. There's an Earth game Benjamin J. Grimm taught me. Mm. (laughs) Poker. So I did want to talk about this. There's this ongoing thing in the Marvel Universe called the Floating Superhero Poker Game. Do you know about this? I don't think so. It's often hosted by The Thing. It started off with members of the Fantastic Four and Avengers and expanded to include the X-Men and others. See, I love poker. I think it's a really fun game. It's like, um, but it kind of reminds me of what's the bar that all the magicians go to yes amazing it's kind of like that yes. like it's this ongoing thing like there's been several of them I over the years dr where strange they, hangs out with where they have a big poker Scarlet game Scarlet witch know, and yeah. whoever nice yeah it's awesome the first recorded poker game was held at avengers mansion in marvel 2 in 1 number 51 so from 1979 fun. it involved the thing miss marvel wonder man the beast he was in the avengers at the time shield director nick fury as well as avengers butler Jarvis Incredible. and District Attorney Blake Tower. Incredible. The game was interrupted when Nick Fury made them stop and do Avengers stuff. God damn. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, so when he mentions that Benjamin J. Grimm taught him this, he you know, say, yeah. there's a precedent for that, right? In the comics. So we see the card game play out. The Grandmaster pulls an ace and says he will return the board for all of the surfers' star map. Well, yeah, he says, let let my friends see you red again. He said, fine, I'll wager it against your power cosmic. Yeah. He's like, that's too great a prize. I'll throw in your bees. <laughs> Very well, yeah. <laughs> 
He says, it has in added to the pot. Yeah, these are some These high are stakes. high stakes indeed. Yeah. So his, his power cosmic is drained from him, and he's just Norn Rad. They keep playing. The Grandmaster raises the stakes again to the infinite all-in. The Grandmaster's wager is dawn. The surfer says she's not his to bargain. To argon, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says, you made a rookie mistake. You never set an upper limit, so I'm raising infinity. So... <laughs> you have to insert his <laughs> Yeah, laugh. his laugh yeah. right there. <laughs> Don asks the surfer, can you take him with an infinite all-in? I believe I can. Then I believe you too. <laughs> and so she says, let's do it. Let's risk it all. I love this. Sorry, I love this panel. They have never looked bitchier. Oh, and I right. love how yes. bitchy they, they say, look. We accept. They're just like, yeah, yeah, we're doing the scummiest thing you could possibly do. I think it's so great. But she's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm ride or die. I'm with I'm I'm with you. Like it's just very like I just like that's really <laughs> I think it's super cute. I don't know. I like it. When it's time for them to call their wager, the surfer says games. What does that even mean? You can't fucking play any more games, bro. You have the stronger hand here, Gast. But if I win, you forfeit the right to play any more games of chance. Those are the stakes. As an elder of the universe, you will live till the end of time and never place a single wager again. Do you accept? And he, like, sweats. There's a great panel, right? Oh, so and good. And he's like, oh, I fold. He can't... I fucking love that. That was yeah. so good. Existence without placing... Yeah. Wagers on stuff. Even though he has the upper hand, like he can't even bet it. Can't even imagine putting that up for auction. That's so wild. But, you know, he says you never set an upper limit. So the surfer kind of uses that against him. The ability to play games is more about, he's like, I can't even, he knows that he's up. Yeah. Like he said. It's interesting because talking about the winning high, the gambling high. Yeah. But like, he's also wrapped up in that. That brings too. him crashing back down. Yeah. To earth when he says you know what that. I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's part of that too. You know, it's kind of unfortunate also, you know what I mean? Like just the thought of it makes him sweat. And he's like, I can't even do I can't this. Fucking you know do what this, I mean? Yeah. Go ahead. You know, you get all your stuff back. You get your bees. They're back. Bonnie and Clyde over here. They're like, we don't yep. fucking care. And he's yeah. just like, I can't do this. And so we are restored. Everything is back to the way it was. Back, right? Because he's so excited to have his bees. He's like, say back again. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they had their little, and I don't know, there's something yeah. so, they're kind of scummy little adventure. She asks, you know why you won, right? Because in the greatest game, the one of life, Gas wasn't ready to risk it all. But we were, the surfer says. And so we see that floating specter guy you again. You poor fools. What a terrible lesson you've learned. You two have everything to lose. You just don't know yet. Great job. Who is that guy? Oh, who's this guy? Do you have any thoughts about him? Well, yeah, because, you know, I read this. <laughs> but I don't want to bring it up until we get back okay. to it. Okay. So where to next, Don asks. I know the perfect place. They go back to Dinosphere yeah! Z. That was that first place. You, you gotta know? play some rocking <laughs> guitar music here, John. You gotta play some fucking yeah. What do you think of these guys? They're fucking rad. Yeah. I like, love them. She's like, what do you think? I think don't slow down. Any other requests? Yes, get closer. They're <laughs> hell yeah. These guys are awesome. Dinosaurs. They're fucking great. And she's got some like a rad surfing costume. Oh yeah, on. yeah. She's got a cool That's really nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, these guys are great. I love these designs. I stared at this page for a while. They're fun. Yeah, that was a great issue. Um, it was nice to come back to this series, yes. and it's like just and I really would like, like to fun. continue. Yeah, it's like I was telling you earlier, John. It's just like when I was reading this, it was just like I just got this big old smile on my yeah, face, yeah. and yeah. it it was just. It's just so much fun, and it's just like also made me realize we've been reading a lot of grim shit lately. I know yeah, it's yeah. really refreshing to yeah. kind of come back to something just fun and silly, and just, especially the next um, issue has a character that I'm very excited to get to, so I can't wait. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited, and so stay yeah. tuned. It's gonna yes. be great. Yeah, I mean, when I was uh, I opened this up, and he's like. Where do you want to go next? And she's like, somewhere cool. And it has that page of yeah. all the different worlds. Yes. And I was like, man, this is some comics right here. You yeah, know what man. I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's why that this medium is the way that it is. Because there's just some yeah. things that you can only convey in this way. And the art and the way that everything's laid out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I well, so, like, comics, It was amazing. You know, sequential art, that's a whole medium. And animation is a medium. And, you know, movies are a medium. And it's, you know, I don't know. I just... Uh, I don't want to say anything about the interview with Mark and Matt, but they talk about this. Yeah. It is so good. It's, it's a good discussion. It's to talk about. Yeah. You definitely have to go and check that out Absolutely. because they have a great discussion on that, which I want to spoil, but I won't. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm so glad you, you guys enjoyed this issue. And this series, I mean, we're... I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. It's a really fun issue. I There's a character in there specifically that I'm very attached to. Yeah, I mean, I think this could be my favorite version of the Silver Surfer. It's really Same. good. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's, really good. it's it's just, I mean, it's everything you want in a comic. It's fun. It's, I mean, it's lighthearted but serious. It's just, yeah. you know, you feel something. You like it resonates on a on a level where it makes you think about certain things. Yeah, you know? it makes you think about gambling and what you would risk and if you would risk it all. You know, but you could also like share these books with your ten year old niece if you wanted sure, to exactly. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or and your mother, you know, like you could share this with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just been fun to read. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll have some more book club goodness next week. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. That was Silver Surfer 2016, issue seven. I want to hear what you thought. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com follow us on facebook and instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on twitter at bookclubmembers and as always you can find all of our resources on our podbean website our facebook about section and our link trees on instagram and twitter my goodness gracious and as always a thank you a special thank you to paul from gatahan for the listener feedback theme thank you paul thank you only beast for the theme song you're welcome you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you're enjoying uh, what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody wants to join. Do it. Next week, we're actually going back over to the Hellboy Book Club podcast. And we'll be reading Hellboy and the BPRD, The Return of Effie Cobb, Issues 1 and 2. So, ooh, that was exciting. Yes. Uh, so get those back issues, trades, digitals. Reread the Crooked Man also. Yes. Reread yeah. the Crooked Man. Um, if you can stomach it. Oh. And join us next week over at the Hellboy Book Club Podcast. And we'll be back here in two weeks, probably doing Surfer. Yes. Yes, uh, doing Surfer, yeah. Over here at Book Club Member Comics. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm wearing Kirby Crackle instead of clothes. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Loveless saying, double starburst. <laughs> yes.